Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. I'm here with my friends and co-hosts, Zach and Angie. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to do it exactly the way he does. Wait, what what I wanted to do... Uh, was introduced myself as Zach, and then yeah. I messed it up. So yeah. I'm Zach, and I'm here with my yes, good friends, that's what I was Clint, trying to go Clint with. and Angie. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, obviously a different voice doing the intro this week. Um, Angela was kind enough to do that. Um, Zach is not here, and I'm sure he'll announce why uh, in the coming days. Uh, if you follow our Facebook or our Instagram or anything like that, we'll let him talk about why he's not here. Um, but we're discussing the topic of lament today. Yes. And so uh, how, how would you define that term, lament? Lament uh, is the spiritual practice of complaining. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because even the term, I, I, when I talked about um, us wanting to discuss this, I had the question, does the average person outside of the Christian worldview even know what it means? Mm, yeah, I would say or no. Maybe they know what it means, but that's not a word they use. And so say that again. What was it? The spiritual practice of complaining. Okay, so let's kind of pick that apart. What makes it a spiritual practice for you? Uh, well, I would say throughout our scriptures, we're taught that um, God receives our complaints. Here's our complaints. You read, you know, different authors, uh complaining about their circumstance. God saved me from this circumstance. And so I would say that that's the difference between the spiritual practice of complaining and just regular old complaining is that spiritual practice of complaining points us toward God. Right. And, 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 and so it's the direction yes. in which our complaints go. Sorry, yes. my phone uh, ringing there. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's good. Um, and it, and it's, it's a healthy direction too, mm-hmm. because we're often complaining about things that only God can ultimately um, influence, yes. right? Or that ultimately only He can give us the comfort and peace that we need to walk through those. Absolutely, things. absolutely. I mean, if I'm if I'm complaining about a person. Let's say there's someone that that I just can't stand and I've got these difficult (laughs) circumstances uh, going on with them and I want to complain about them. And I go to you and I'm like, listen to what so-and-so did. I can't believe it. Now I'm complaining about a person, but really I'm gossiping. Like I've turned it into a negative experience. Whereas lament really draws me into relationship with God and says, God, I'm trusting you with this person because I can't handle them. They're too much for me. I can't do it. Uh, and so it's really, it's God I'm inviting into this conversation to help me overcome or just listen to me rant about them, but like God's receiving that tension and I'm not causing tension with other people. Yeah. And I think it's important to, um, let people know, at least in, from our framework that God's okay mm-hmm. with that. Yes. Right. And we see this all throughout scripture. I was reading today that, uh, up to a third of the Psalms um, may not be all about lament, uh, a lamenting, but they uh, contain yeah. lamentations. There's literally an entire book of the Bible called yes. Lamentations. Um, and then all throughout, even so, even unless you think that that'd be something that, that people experienced uh, before Christ, we see in the New Testament Jesus himself lamenting mm-hmm. in the garden, right? Yes. On the eve of, before his crucifixion. Um, saying, you know, crying out, Abba, Father, if there be another way, 
you know, and that Take so that yeah, that that immense grief and sorrow over the situation. Yes. Here we have the divine human lamenting. Yes. And so uh it's something that not only does the Bible permit, I would go as far as to say that it prescribes it. Absolutely. It says you you need to do this every now and then when circumstances dictate because if what what are the consequences if we don't if we don't do it? Um, I would say that we're then tempted to become complainers to other people. Yeah, gossip is a yeah. huge, um, I think, um, consequence oh, of yeah. suppressing lamentation. And I know that men gossip too. Women get a bad rap for it, but men gossip too. But I would say what I hear women saying most frequently is women will say, well, I've got this select group of women that I trust and give like all of this stuff to. Um, and it makes me feel better. And, and, but really it only makes you feel better in the moment because you got to talk bad about someone and you have negative feelings about that person. But when we talk about it with God, there's a long term healing that starts to happen. So it's not just in the moment that we feel better, but God starts to work through us on that. And I would say we get a good bit, you know, when we're talking to our girlfriends, we might just hear, um, a rally crowd. Like people yeah. coming around just kind of cheering us on because they want to support us, love us. Yeah. Uh, when we have that conversation with God, we might feel a little more convicted about how we're behaving. Yeah, that's how the Holy Spirit works, right? Because yeah. and, and my next question was going to be, or my next statement was going to be, uh, it's easier sometimes to go to other people because we get that immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we cry out to God and complain, uh, sometimes his answer uh, or the answers we get are uh, long in coming. Yes. Yes. So we, we must lament longer yes uh, or that peace and comfort we get is not immediate um and so we can become uh, unsatisfied mm-hmm. with god's level of of communication in that regard and so that the temptation then is to go and say what well, who can i tell this to or who can i complain about this to that'll give me the even if it's not the response that i want that will give me an immediate response and i'll and that's more satisfying i yeah. think than waiting for God's response. So do you ever think that um, lament is appropriate in the Christian circle, like without, not saying without God present, but I mean like. Yeah. Like lamenting to other people yes. that are Christians? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think it's important that um, that we, if we wouldn't be, if we wouldn't be comfortable saying it to God. We shouldn't be saying it to someone else, mm. if that makes sense. It does. And that works both ways, right? It, it means we should be more comfortable saying some things to God, but we also shouldn't lament in such a way that leads to gossip because we wouldn't we wouldn't want to do that in a conversation with God. We wouldn't want to gossip about someone or a situation um, where more than one person is involved to God. We, we want to go to him with our complaints and our grief, um, and so we should at least be more, we should be more open with how that affects us with God and then maybe talk through those things with another person. Yeah. I think that's healthy yeah, and, and necessary even um, to work through some of those things. Um, but I don't think doing one to the exclusion of the other yes. is healthy. Agreed. Yeah. I think Agreed. one of the greatest graces that God gives us is community. And we've talked about that before in previous episodes and our lamentations are not um, on the outside of that mm-hmm. community. We bring those in as well. Absolutely. Um, 
if, if we're only in community dealing with the celebrations and the good things, then we don't have the opportunity to walk alongside each other in the things in, in the sufferings. Uh, and, and so in the context of Christian relationships, so I think relationship yeah. is crucial. And I think, um, more of a covenant relationship. It's not a, it's not a broad experience. It's not your outer circle. You know, the person that you sit a, a few pews away in church and only say hi right. on Sundays. It's, it's people that you do life together. Yeah. You don't step at the front of the church and say, okay, we're going to have a time of open mic exactly. lamentation. Yes. Everyone come and bring your grievances. And everyone knows who you're talking about <laughs> when you get up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I certainly, um, agree with that. What about, should we, so what if your what if your complaint or your grievance is with um, another Christian mm-hmm. at that point? Um, do you? I guess what I'm asking is, go to God first with that, and then and then maybe pray and, and seek His guidance with how to approach that person. Yeah. So um, obviously, we go to God with first with everything because. I think the only opportunity we have for the Holy Spirit to convict us in in our own wrongdoings is to go there first. And if we still feel convicted um, that there's been a grievance against us from another Christian in in relationship with us, that it we're then supposed to go to that person. I mean, the scriptures tell us, yeah, that, you know, right. That, that's a Matthew go, eighteen situation. Yes, yeah, go go to that person. And, and air your grievance to them. And if they do not see how they've sinned, if they don't agree with how they've yeah, sinned, then you go to others. Then you bring, I think it says two it. others, yeah. mm-hmm. and you bring them. And then if they don't, it's if the they, they then, then it's the yeah. church. Uh, so it, the Bible gives us a process for how we do. I actually just preached about this on Sunday. It's crazy <laughs> that we're bringing this up today. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Bible gives us a format for this is how we do this in the context of Christian community. I think where we get things mixed up, uh, Christians like to try to do this practice with the world. Yeah. Uh, we want to correct people outside mm. of our Christian relationships, but right. really this is the work that we do together as Christians together. Yeah. What, um, well, let me ask you this then. Are there, is there a, a limit to our lament with God? Like in other words, um, are there things that are too petty Nope. Too little to bring. Nope. Too many. Gr- too little nope. of a grief. Nope. And I've even. I mean, I've blamed God for things. I mean, mm. you know, I've been downright angry about situations, and um, you know, the questions that we have of why did this happen. You know, the the deeper sufferings that humanity feels right. and experiences. I think God welcomes every one of those, all the way down to like. You know, I lost five dollars today, and I'm super sad about oh, it. Oh, you ran over an armadillo. Oh, I ran over an armadillo <laughs> yesterday, and I'm so sad about it. He was just trying to cross the road. Was it, was man. it night? Yeah, it was okay, night. Okay, so it's not like you could really see him. Well, I or saw avoid him, it. but I didn't have enough time to get to the right lane because there were cars next to me on right. that side. And so the way that he, the position he was in, <laughs> he was going to be right in between the navigational beacons, like in right, between yeah. my tires. Yeah, and then right at the last minute, Boom. he darted mm. to the left and like you hear that crunch <laughs> yep, yeah. crunch and do do like oh, under man. each tire See, if you just hear the doom doom you think okay well maybe he like rolled up or something and he was but no. if you hear the yeah you're like oh man i got him i got him i felt terrible it yeah. was me it was me <laughs> murderer i know i know um i forget where i was but like with the idea of uh of things being too small mm-hmm. uh for god i think it's i think you're right in to say that there's not something there's no thing too small to yeah. bring to God because 
ultimately, if you if you if you have that mindset that they're oh this is just this is petty, I'm not going to bring this to God, uh, then those those little things add up, mm-hmm. right? And so then they become a big thing, and it's like a festering, and and then you just let it all out at one time, yeah, um, which can be unhealthy. Suppressing those things can be unhealthy. Um, well, I think that we tend to. <clears throat> Uh, sell ourselves short when we look at the small things as insignificant because we're trying to look th- look at it on a scale, right? Well, this is very small compared to this suffering I had before or right. compared to somebody else's that I'm looking at. So I feel bad even complaining. But I think what that does is underestimate God's capacity to be present for all things. And his concern for even yes. the small... I mean. So I, what that reminds me of is the scripture that is talking about our needs. And it says, like, you know, God knows the number of hairs on our head. Mm-hmm. Why would he be so concerned with such a seemingly insignificant thing? Yeah. If we can't bring him the, the our, all of our cares and concerns, even the seemingly insignificant. I just had the thought, I wonder if that comes from how we parent. Because, like... What do you mean? So... My 13-year-old daughter, uh, a couple of days ago, got home, and her brother wasn't home yet, and I was still at work, and the door was locked, and she didn't have her key with her. So she calls me, and she's like, oh, my gosh, the door is locked, and I can't get it. I mean, she's <laughs> the just, end yeah, of the world. It's the end of the right. world. And I'm like, your brother is going to be there in 10 minutes. Well, I'm sitting out here. I'm hungry. I have a headache. And I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. He'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. And I kind of brush it, it off. off like, yeah. I mean, you're being dramatic. Get over yeah. it. You know, it's going to be fine. So I wonder if our understanding of how God interacts and interacts with us is based on how we interact mm. with people or even our kids who come to us with small, stupid things. <laughs> yeah. And you want to say like, oh, well, I guess the the God way to respond in that situation would be like, oh, you know, I definitely understand how this yeah. would be a difficult situation for you. But in the grand scheme of things, 10 minutes is not that long. He, he's coming um, as quickly as he can. Yeah. That would have required you know, a lot more words. Yeah. I'm, I'm a no-nonsense mom. Exactly. I'm like, it's fine. You're you know, right. I'm the same way. Like, you know, this as soon as I will witness my two children uh, do something to one another. And one of them like pops the other one or pushes him or does something, and immediately they both look at me, and the one who was offended starts to say, and I'm like, nope, I saw it. It wasn't that serious. Stop. Yep. Like, I don't even want to hear I've even the said complaints. the words, don't care. Yeah, exactly. Don't, Absolutely. Don't care. <laughs> My son will come, like, especially the, the worst is when they're supposed to be sleeping, and they sleep in the same bed, and so they all, they're constantly wrestling and all, doing all these things, and then I hear, the crying, and then I hear the boom, 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 feet coming. And there's usually both sets of feet because someone's coming to tattle and the other one's coming to defend his his honor. And uh, and so they come through the bedroom door, and I'm like, before you even say anything, I don't want to hear it. Y'all yep. were both playing. You need to go to bed. This is yeah. this wouldn't happen if you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. And, so, yeah, so I definitely, I definitely, we tend to uh, project our own uh, sense of it onto God when he operates completely yeah. Often completely different yeah. than I'm us. I'm glad we had this chat. I'd never connected those things. But yeah, I think that's I think that's how we we try to put our humanness on God's divinity and and make him yeah. as uninterested in us as we are uninterested and, in that fight. And ultimately <laughs> we're like we're finite, right? And so that ten minutes is like, well, that's not it's that ten minutes is far more significant 
in our lives than it is in, to a God who exists outside yes. of time and space. So you would think he would be even less concerned, but yeah. no, that's the opposite of what it is, right? He is, he is infinitely more concerned about the, the minuscule yes. and he loves us so much that he, that he loves to hear mm-hmm. and loves to answer those, those grievances. And so that, that, that's good. Um, and don't you think the small things, if we practice those, if we practice the lamentation with God and the small things, then we're prepared for the easier. lamentation, for the deeper suffering. Yeah, and that's something maybe we can talk about just, just briefly is is don't just don't just go to God with the big things because you think he's not concerned about the small things, what we talked about. He's, he's infinitely concerned about even the small things. And if you don't develop the discipline of complaining, spiritually complaining to him in the small, then you, you'll never, you'll never, you won't be ready when it's time to really grieve and, and, and have expressed sorrow in a spiritual and and good way, um, in a healthy way, because you'll have, you'll have had no, no real practice doing it. And I mean, nobody wants a um, nobody wants to necessarily feel like they're burdening God, but that's God's business, yeah. right? He is the He is the burden bearer, um, and so there are no, in my mind, concerns or burdens too great. I mean, too small to to trust Him with. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And and one thing what we can do this week is in in practice. And your story about your daughter brings up the perfect example. We all know someone who's experiencing whether it be locked out of the house for ten minutes. <laughs> or the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we can seek to do this week is a couple things. We can seek to understand their their situation um, and be more empathetic, which we've talked about as well. And then also um, bring, bring the complaints and grief and sorrow of others mm-hmm. before God yeah. who may not know him, may not have that relationship with him, and, and, or know how to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and so do it on their behalf. Um, and also use that as opportunity to develop those relationships and say, you know, have you, have you considered telling God yeah. how you really feel? And I know one thing Zach talks about all the time and has really been a big help to me is, um, and I think one of his friends asked him this when he was going through something really difficult and it's, what would you say to God if he were here right now, if you were just, just talk to him and, Zach says that's something that has given him a lot of comfort and the ability to just talk to God in the moment. That doesn't yeah. have to be some grand verbiose uh, thing. Uh, it can just be like you're talking to God like you're talking to a friend because that's what he is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we want to do that today. We want to, um, we want to bring our complaints, no matter how small, to God, knowing that he cares and that he's not indifferent and that he, that he seeks and desires to be involved in those things. And we want to understand and empathize with the griefs and sorrows of other people and bring them before God and, and, and help bring those people along in that relationship. And uh, until then, may God make us a channel for his peace. <laughs>